Welcome back, my friends, to the Flick of the Week. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. <laughs> Did it again, didn't I? Damn forces of habit. All right. Uh, welcome. This uh, this week, we're going to be talking about my Flick of the Week, which is going to be the French film Raw, uh, known in France as uh, Grave, for whatever reason. I don't know why they, the names are different, but whatever. And you've got... Escape from L.A. Oh, yes. I am the one. Destroyer of you and every mother's son. Gotta love that Rob Zombie song at the end. Can't understand any of the fucking lyrics, but I still love the song. All right. Anyway, um, dude, that that soundtrack has a Sugar Ray song for when they still did heavy metal before they did fucking before they switched to pop. Mm-hmm. It's funny. All right. Anyway, um, so let's just get right into it. Okay? All right. All right. Uh, stringent vegetarian Justine encounters a decadent, merciless, and dangerously seductive world during her first week of veterinary school. Desperate to fit in, she strays from her principles and eats raw meat for the first time. The young woman soon experiences terrible and unexpected consequences as her true self begins to emerge. I give you raw. Us raw and wriggling. Let me get this out of the way first with this movie. It is well directed, it's well shot, and it's well acted. Put all that shit to the side. This movie is, for lack of a better word, so extreme in its delivery that it's stupid. And I don't like to just be, as a movie guy, I don't want to just come out and say, this movie's dumb, I didn't get it. You know, give you the, the cretin kind of answer, right? Uh, but this movie is, from what I understand, because I had to read about this after after I watched it, and the whole the whole film is in, uh, you know, it's in French, so you know, there's subtitles, of course, and I had to, um, just in case, I read about it just to see it, like what the symbolisms were about it, and pretty much it was what I thought it was. What it is is it's showing like an extreme for the primal urges of being young, in a way. Okay, so. <laughs> what this movie does is it takes this character who she's already very uh, inhibited, very subdued, very, uh, you know, almost like kind of like an introvert in a way where she's, she's being driven by her parents to veterinary school. And um, she's, a, you know, they, they pretty much state from the get go that she's a, 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 a hardcore vegetarian. She does not eat meat. Her family does not eat meat. And her father's kind of passionate about how vegan, or not vegan, but ve- how vegetarian they are. 
Which is kind of weird at first, but then it, it makes sense later on in the film. Um, so she gets to the school. You find out that her older sister's already at the school. She's been there for a few years. And she gets put through <coughs> the freshman <coughs> hazing process. Um, you know, things like where they get blood poured on them and, and you know, have to crawl around campus and all their beds get thrown out of the fucking windows and all that bullshit, right? And it gets to this point where she's in this line of people, you know, pledges or whatever you want to call them, and she has to eat a raw rabbit kidney. And so she doesn't want to do it, but her sister, who denies being a vegetarian, um, she, she pretty much talks her into doing it. Well, after she does that, after she eats this thing, she, the movie start, gets her into this position where it makes her start becoming interested in meat. And so the first thing she... And it, it, she, she like graduates to extremes with each single time that they show her eating meat. So the first time she's in the cafeteria and she steals a hamburger patty... Uh, off the you know the tray display where you have to pay for each thing you buy, so she steals a hamburger patty, gets caught, and then she's ashamed of it, so she throws the hamburger patty away. Then the next thing is she she goes with her her gay roommate, which they're allowed to have a gay roommate because you know they're not going to have sex, right? So it's okay to do co-ed in that way, right? Supposedly, but <laughs> they end up end up having sex together anyway. So yeah, good good luck foiling that that process, but. Uh, she goes with her gay roommate to uh, to this like far out convenience store so she can get a sub and start eating the meat out of it, right? Because she doesn't want anyone to see her eating meat. And and then oh god, so then what happens right after that? So then later on that night, she waits till he's asleep, till the roommate's asleep, and she goes into the fridge and she starts eating raw chicken out of the fucking fridge, and it's it's gross. It's so goddamn gross to see someone eating raw poultry, and. Next thing you know, she's getting a she gets this rash, like this huge rash all over large parts of her body. She goes to her doctor. Doctor says you probably had some kind of a food allergy or something like that. Well, that um, as the rash starts going away, that's when even more of this this urge starts to happen, and um, it gets it starts to get extreme. It, it starts to get really extreme. She's hanging out with her sister, and her sister has this feeling like her sister seems to know that there's something going on with her. But there's a lot of like so you know subtle things that where they don't tell you what they're thinking, but you have an idea that you know what they're thinking. So her sister takes her out one day, and they're walking down this this road, and they start hiding behind a tree. And the, the, you know the main character, she's like, "What are you doing?" And she goes, "Just wait, just wait." And then they wait till she waits till a car. The older sister waits till this car comes down the road. She jumps out in front of it, and the car wrecks, and the guy, the two passengers die. Well, then all of a sudden the sister runs to the car and starts eating off the head, off of the wound, the head wound on one of the passengers in the car. And at first the sister, you know, the younger one's freaked out, but then, you know, she's intrigued at the same time. And then it it graduates into more just insanity of over the top insanity with, with, with this. So it's like a zombie movie, but without, you know, them being actual zombies in a way, like, 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 like kind of like being in between vampires and zombies in a way. And so one of the dumbest scenes in the film, there's a couple of really dumb scenes. The, um, the, uh, the, the older sister is trying to get the younger sister to like, um, loosen up and, and drop some of her inhibitions. Cause they go and they party and they go to all this stuff. And so she tries to give her sister, her younger sister, a Brazilian. So she's doing the wax on the sides, you know, and uh, getting some of it off. Well, there's this part where 
part of the wax gets stuck on her. So the older sister goes and gets scissors to, to help cut some of it off. When all of a sudden, the younger one kicks her really hard. Well, I don't know how this is possible, but when she kicks her, the older sister ends up cutting off her own finger with the scissors. And so the, she passes out from the shock of it. And so the younger one, she sees it and she calls, you know, police for help or, the, you know, for, she calls the ambulance for help. And then she's staring at this blood on the floor and also at this f- piece of finger. And she's staring at it, staring at it. And all of a sudden the music starts to build up, you know, getting more and more intense. And then all of a sudden she starts licking the finger, the blood off the finger. Then she starts fucking slowly peeling pieces of the finger off with her teeth. And it's so goddamn stupid. I, I can't I can't take it seriously because it's just it's too much. It's just too much. I, I, so <laughs> then there's another scene <laughs> where where after something really bad happens, um, the sisters get into a fight in front of everybody and they start biting each other as hard as they can. And the older sister, because I guess she's more experienced at all this this cannibal shit that she does now, she's able to bite harder and, and more powerfully. So she's fucking up her sister. And then they get pulled apart. And then you get to like a final scene where someone gets killed. Don't want to give away who in case you really want to watch this fucking turd of a film. <laughs> but um, something happens. And it helps to bond the sisters even closer together. And then the movie ends with a revelation about the family. And it's a twist, and it it makes sense. I read about it, and I was like, that's such bullshit. But it, 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 but I, started, I just started laughing. I started laughing because it was fucking stupid. And it, this is what pisses me off about the movie. What pisses me off is that it's getting, it got all this critical praise, and I know why. It's that fucking trend of because it was a female director that did it. Okay, mm-hmm. and and I look I, like I, I'll say this over and over again. I'm all for equality, and I'm all for giving credit where credit is due. Sh- can she direct a film? Fuck yeah, she can. Okay, uh, but I don't remember if she wrote the film or not. But regardless, this is not a great movie. I, yes. I don't know what kind of symbolism you're getting from this. She wrote the film. Okay, so yeah, see, so because she did this. You know, look, if this came out in American cinemas and done by an American male director like Eli Roth or somebody, I guarantee you it'd be getting like a fucking 30% or less on, on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. Catherine Bray of Variety wrote, Suspiria meets Ginger Snaps, which are both shitty movies, <laughs> in a muscular yet elegant campus cannibal horror from bright new talent, Julia Ducornell. Katie Wright of the AV Club gave the film an A-minus grade, stating, the strongest of the female-led films I've screened so far at the festival is Raw. Julia DeCorno's beautifully realized, symbolically rich, and disturbingly erotic meditation on primal hungers of all kinds. Yeah. David Fear of Rolling Stone praised the film highly, giving it a rare perfect score four out of four stars. Going so far as to call it a contender for best horror movie of the decade. However, Nick Pinkerton of Sight and Sound said, It's another unwielding metaphor bundled in showy cinematography, citing the movie's curatorial preciousness, as well as an overall insistence on contrived set pieces. I can agree with some of that. (laughs) In December, uh, Mark Kermode named... The film, the best film of 2017. 
And yeah. when, when yeah. you have people starting to do this politically correct shit, like when you when you say Suspiria meets Ginger Snaps, you automatically disqualify yourself uh-huh. as giving any kind of review to a movie that yeah. you are praising. Yeah. Now look, I'll give it <laughs> I'll give it horror movie credit and how gory it gets, and it doesn't seem to pull any punches on the gore that it does. I'll give it props on that, but still, the story is fucking stupid, and and these people are able to, for the most part, for most of the film, get away with all the shit that they're doing, and I, I just, it's bullshit. Yeah, reading about reading about what happens at the end, and I'm not going to give it away, and I'm like, this is such garbage, because all they have to literally do is go to the store and just buy meat. Yeah, well, apparently, that's how she graduates, it's become <laughs> from the raw meat to needing the human flesh more than anything else. Yeah, I, I know. I know it's bullshit. I just, I, I I get what they're doing. I just don't agree with it. It's fucking retarded. And so, <laughs> I just, <Huh>. yeah. I, <laughs> right. Yeah, they should have cooked it. They should have they should have left it on the burner a little longer. Yeah, it needs help. All right, so, but if you are interested in checking it out, how fucking stupid it is, uh, check out Raw on Netflix. Um, watch it for free, of course. Uh, and, uh <laughs> Like I said, well shot, well directed, but other than you know, just, yeah, dumb fucking movie. In 2013, the United States president, Cliff Robertson, is exiling all citizens who don't conform to his hyper-conservative views to Los Angeles, which has become an island after a huge earthquake. When the president's daughter nabs a detonator to her dad's apocalyptic weapon and sneaks into L.A. to be with the rebel leader she loves, the government taps commando-turned-crook Snake Plissken to retrieve the young woman. If he doesn't succeed quickly, he'll be executed. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the theater. <laughs> For everyone's enjoyment, we'd like to remind you of the following rules. No talking. No smoking. No littering. No red meat. No freedom of religion. And remember, all marriages must be approved by the Department of Health. Failure to obey these rules will result in immediate loss of citizenship and deportation to the island of Los Angeles. Enjoy the show. Your rules are really beginning to annoy me. Ah! He read a psycho profile on him using a database of five million sociopathic personalities. He hit the bottom of the curve. Catches on quick, doesn't she? Well, that's because he was supposed to be superimposed over it. He's he's um, the hologram. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to do what I did last time. The submarine scene. This sums up the entire fucking movie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if you are going to sum up the whole movie, I thought you'd either do the, the, the flying, the hang glider scene or the surfing scene. You know what? You're right. This is a good... You're right. 
<laughs> no, no, no dialogue, huh? I said no dialogue. You didn't hear me. What the fuck? <laughs> Every day in May on Disney Channel. Every day in May. Fuck you, Scrooge McDuck. I'm really pissed that this one has no dialogue either. There's a copyright or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't even sound effects. Object. There we go. Yeah, I'm here. Stand by for launch. Eight hours. There's a sound delay. 26 seconds to neurosystem shutdown. Niner. Neural rod ejection. She's in the crane. Octo rods. Locked. Nuclear turbine to 75% power. <laughs> See, like, this scene is fun. Switches and counting. Five, four, three, two, one. Launch. It's the rest of the scene, which is garbage. Like that. It's symbolic of the whole film. You're right. It, it is. It's underdeveloped. It's not fully fucking realized. It's not like the quality hey, of the speed, hot shot. There's lots of instructions down there. <laughs> watch out for Bruce. <laughs> this reactor's starting to overheat. Slow it down, Pliskin. You're overloading the power plant. You slow down, dickhead. I'm the one who's dying. Pliskin. <laughs> Guidance systems malfunction. You no longer have control stick function. Obstruction dead. Right, okay, so. The reason why I'm playing the the whole clip for um, the submarine launch. Yeah. So when we get to the submarine launch, I'm just gonna go through this again. So we see we see the submarine going through the tunnel. Yeah. And some of it looks okay, but as you said, underdeveloped. Like the but doors opening is is bad. This scene right here where you see the submarine. Yeah. Going through is just awful. And then right there. Oh yeah. Okay. So. We see the submarine launch out of the tube or out of the launch bay. Yeah. And it, it kicks up and then it goes into a nosedive, yeah. which it should literally just kick up and land belly, like a, like a, like a belly flop, right? Yeah. And then go underwater. And then from there, as he's going underwater. Yeah, Carpenter's not known for his CG. <laughs> In his films, he really uses it. Well, yeah, but the, the people that did the CG. I know. 96, dude. I mean, 
it came out. Still it came fucking. Out, I know it's bad. I'm on. I'm on board. I, it's the Terminator, dude. A lot of night. I, I know, but it, it, this is this is one of the curses of CG at this time. Was when you had certain company, certain films, where they used it, like heart. Um, what was the one um, chain reaction with Keanu Reeves where he's driving a motorcycle away from an atomic explosion? Fucking horrible CG. Um, came out like the same year, and um, it's. It's like a curse of the times. Like they didn't know. They thought that it looked cool at the time. It didn't. It, it didn't even look cool at the time. If you go and see this in theaters, it looked like shit then. The, yeah, 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 well, yeah. I know. I, I know. <laughs> so but, I mean, but it's like it's getting dated as hell. It it was it was dated. Dude, this is nineteen eighty seven fucking CG graphics, eighty eight graphics. That's how bad this is. It's it's terrible. Slow it down, Pliskin. You're overloading the power plant. You slow down. Like, you've lost all control. Like, really? How do you fucking lose control? The power plant overloads, but you lose control of manual... I'm sorry, but, you know. Yeah, the guidance systems. You have no... You you don't have control stick function, and yet he's able to control the fucking submarine. It was like they they just wanted to copy the the plot of Escape from New York and then and then just just put it in L A and then throw in some of the L A you know tropes right like instead like when he hits the the building right yeah, here it's back <laughs> I had it I saw it I saw it it was bad like the the, uh, the entire thing exploded before the submarine even hit it uh-huh. and you could see the glass break and look how bad that is it's yeah it's it's uh, the pattern and everything else but when it gets when the water gets sucked in i'm okay with that because yeah. that's what it would happen right but the glass shattering on the screen wouldn't even that, that wouldn't you know they have the fake glass shards the yeah. computer generated glass shards yeah. as it were but that's not even the worst of it Right there, so when he comes out of when he comes out on the other side of the uh, building, yeah. there's this awkward way that the <laughs> submarine, like they're trying to do it cartoon style. I don't get it. And then he hits he hits the bottom of the ocean floor, and then he then he hits like a, a rock outcropping. It's like the visual effects out of it. There's Bruce. Yeah, there's um, Universal Studios, and they're not anywhere near fucking Universal Studios. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They are they're literally as far away from Universal Studios as you can get. They just wanted to throw it in there. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Because he's supposed to be going Universal Studios and then Disneyland, but you if you look at the blip on the map, he is closer to Anaheim than he is Universal Studios. Uh-huh. And where 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 he took off from is where like Universal Studios would have been. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, he's just skating along, and then right, right there, it's dude. It's, it, it looks like um, it looks like a, a cutscene from um, from like a Sega CD video game. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's like, exactly what it like looks as like. As if you're playing Sewer Shark or something. It's fucking yeah. It's, so that whole entire sequence is just the tip of the iceberg for yeah for um, Escape from LA. Now there's <laughs> there's some really cool parts like. There's this part where he's um, someone's talking to him. It's at the beginning of the movie, and I can't remember if it's Stacy Keach, but they give his whole name and what and like a, a 
a quick bio, a quick bio of everything that happens to him. Cleveland and yeah. Um, I don't know if they specifically mentioned Cleveland, but they they did a, they they mentioned um, two presidents that he had rescued two presidents prior to this. Yeah. So, um, and then of course you see Hershey, Steve Buscemi in it. It's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, maps to the stars. Yeah, and then uh, I think maps to the stars Eddie or something like that. Yeah. And then um, the, the chick you got a crush on, AJ Langer. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Campbell's in it. The, the Sturgeon General Beverly Hills. Yeah, and that that scene was really good. Fuck off. It got a beautiful blue eye. <laughs> Shame there's only one. Valeria Golino, who only lasts like a scene. I know. Th- th- this movie is notorious for introducing a character and then killing them off immediately. Yeah. So I, I don't know what was going through John Carpenter's head at the time. I think he just wanted to do it for money. Um, it's, it's an okay movie, but it's not... It's, it's not anywhere near as good as Escape from New York. It, yeah, it, it's a... It has its moments. It's a... <laughs> it's, a right. yeah, it's a companion piece that isn't as bad as it could have been, but it was nowhere near as good as it should have been. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I I was definitely disappointed by it, but I there are a lot of fun <laughs> moments in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of things that they just didn't take their time on. Well, I, the whole movie they didn't take their time on. You know, just, I think that's the point of the problem with Carpenter is that sometimes his movies just they they don't I don't know like not a, not enough effort was put into them or something. You know, not all of them. Don't get me wrong. There's some fucking great ones, but yeah, yeah. I just I don't get it. Um, it's I mean I'm, I'm, that's not as bad as I'm obviously letting on. It really isn't, but it's not his best movie, obviously. No. And it should have been better. Um, it's five point seven out of ten on IMDb. Three point five out of four on Rod, for, from Roger Ebert, though. That's kind of weird. I you know I like the whole beginning sequence where it shows the earthquake that destroyed Los Angeles. Uh, that was really cool. Um, I I don't care what anybody says because you and everyone else fucking hates the surfing scene. I love the surfing. It's scene. It's fucking retarded. That's why I love it. It's so fucking over the top stupid that I love it. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. I I know, but it's I love it. It's just so dumb. It's just fucking snake can surf, bro. Snake can surf. Who cares? It just doesn't make any sense. I care. It's just it's a fucking stupid. <laughs> it's a stupid waste of a scene. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, I would love to see one more. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's a fun movie. Once he gets into L.A. and everything else like that. Yeah. It's it's fun. the The hang glider scene is goofy and stupid as shit. The helicopter scene is stupid. Oh yeah, when they all get blown up in the back, but everyone in the front's fine. It's yeah, you know, it's everything else. I love the final scene. The final scene's really cool, where he says "fuck you" to everybody. Yeah, pretty much "fuck you" to the world. Yeah, and there's uh, in fact um, they actually had a tool song in here uh, called "Sweat." It's at the it's at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. So. Um, all in all, I enjoyed the movie. You know, it's not a three point five out of four. No, it's, no, it's not. It's a it's a fifty fifty two fifty five percent movie. Yeah, I, I give five it five out of ten. Maybe a two and a half, like uh, two and a quarter. <laughs> give it a two and a quarter. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I love the what about I love the basketball scene too because it's stupid. It. Yeah, I was fine with that, yeah. but that's just another take on. Let's copy the Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of him fighting, he's playing basketball. <laughs> so, so Cuervo is his name. This Cuervo is, Jones. This is L.A. Vato. 
<laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> all right, you good on this one? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Uh, so, I don't know. Do you want to uh, mention the I'll, – I'll mention the Predator trailer just came out. Um, we generally do that on the regular movie review. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, next week there might be newer shit, so, you know. Yeah. All right. Did you like that trailer? I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, I, I wasn't the, – the, the well, starting off with having a kid, you know, opening a box and it's got a Predator thing in there, I, I just – what the fuck are you doing? I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm judging this thing. I don't want to judge it, but I'm I'm judging it already from the get go. You know, because Shane Black promised that a, a kick ass Predator movie that's going to throw back to you know better times in the in the franchise. And this trailer just isn't really blowing the skirt up, gentlemen. So anyway, okay. <laughs> Only thing I'm looking forward to is a Schwarzenegger cameo if they if they do one or not. I don't know. So and yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So anyway, uh, bye. We're done. All right. Flick of the week. Okay. That's all you get. Yeah. That's all we're giving. All right. Bye. Okay.